Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Shouldn't you call them customers? My bro- Future my, customers? My customer brothers and sisters. Exactly. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're getting the heretic brewing. Uh, you had to get it. I mean, we didn't, yeah. the second thing you said is heretic. Two, two seconds on. in, and I'm already pimping the uh, heretic brewing company. This is like your personal free advertising zone. My personal free advertising zone. Unless Jay wants to shut me up. Uh, I'm going to be squeezing in heretic every chance I <laughs> We can cut all that out. We just <laughs> have a heretic filter on <laughs> In post, yes. Put it uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> People wouldn't notice the difference. <laughs> Speaking of blah, blah, what are we talking about here? What am I talking about? Yeah, what are we doing? We're talking about uh, beer. Oh. Usually we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the uh, good graces of uh, Northern Brewer. Our sponsors been our sponsors for like five years. <laughs> They're sticking with starting you. with the uh, you know the Jamil show, wow, the yeah. uh, the, the classic show. styles where we did all the styles. I mean, Plisse for like three years went through all the styles, and then now uh, you uh, you and I tasty. No, we have pictures the, of them naked. So, but it just goes <laughs> on and on. The can you brew yeah, it yeah. Uh, version of the show, and uh, they they've stuck with us and. Uh, Help support us, so so uh, you could have this fine program uh, coming to you on a regular basis. And uh, you know, no, seriously, you know, they've been great. They they really have. And uh, one of the, the reasons. Question is, are really we fine? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's a fine program <laughs> yeah, or not, that's that's, that's the, the questionable well, that's bit. That's part. They've been great. Right, they have. And uh, you know, if you get a chance, you know, go to northernbrewer.com. Check check out that website. A lot of great products on there, you know, products that we use, uh, you know, a lot of times for brewing these these recipes because they have an awesome grain selection there. You know, a lot of, a lot of little things that you can't yeah. get and that a lot of pro brewers tend to use in, in their beers. So uh, it's nice to, to pick those up uh, from northernbrewer.com. If there's any new products come out, they always, they're always like the first ones to have they're on They're on top of it. Right. And uh, at the very least, check it out. Send them an email. Tell them uh, you appreciate that they, they support the program. And... Uh, uh, bring this to you. So northernbrewer.com, uh, our friends there. And we got some some giveaways, too. Uh, free stuff? Free stuff coming nice. up. Yeah. So uh, Blickman Engineering, uh, sponsor of the uh, Brew Strong program, they have uh, a, 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 uh, a a drawing going on that any uh, any purchaser of a Blickman top-tier system, you can purchase from any any retailer you want, mm-hmm. uh, Northern Brewer, they carry them, and uh, you know, contact them, get yourself a Blickman system. I know they're they're excited about this com- this competition or this uh, drawing. Uh, anyone that buys a Blickman uh, system between now and uh, end of January 2011, 
they're in a drawing automatically. Whether you want to or not, hmm. uh, there's a chance that uh, John Palmer, John Blickman, and myself will come out to your location and will brew with you on that that oh, Blickman system. That's the prize. Wow, a personal visit from a trio. We'll come out. What a prize it is, too. <laughs> Now will you be well, those will you guys, be bathed but, like you know are you going to clean up your clean yourself up a little bit for no, this or are you going to no. just going to be a well and the reason a I'm not bathed this guy's today place. is because uh, no. <laughs> I don't know because I was here last night uh, you know. oh, that's right. I didn't even know you left yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just came into the studio and there you were oh, you again. didn't even say <laughs> hi you're just like mm. <laughs> still here <laughs> still here yeah <laughs> getting ready for the show uh, anyways uh, but as an option. Uh, you can also come out to my place. Come out to the uh, the Pope Homestead, the Pope Estate. Yeah, and uh, you can brew there uh, with uh, Blickman, Palmer, and myself on my top. Well, I, yeah, I might even come by and make it really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, you get tasty up there. Chad, yeah. come up. Sure, we will have a big party. Uh, and Justin could, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I would go for the Jamil's house option. Actually, yeah, yeah. that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, or we can uh, and and on top of that, uh, we'll do Brew Strong. Uh, that that same weekend, so you can come down to the studio oh, and hang with us in the studio while we do Brew Strong. Nice. So that you know, come to the Rat Pad, check it out, uh, be a lot of fun, and uh, or you know, by then uh, Heretic Brewing should be up and going, and you come by Heretic Brewing and check that out as well. Or we can even brew down there on a Blickman top tier if you prefer. Wow. So lots it's better, of better all the time. Yeah, get yourself a Blickman top tier system. They're they're a fine piece of equipment, and uh, you know check it out at northernbrewer.com, and uh, you can be in the running for that as well. And yet another giveaway. You know when you're the 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 major source of uh, you know beer entertainment on the on the uh, radio, the internet, and all that stuff. Uh, you well, you haven't said heretic just, in the last uh, seven or eight uh, words. I can't it, believe it. Right, right. Uh, heretic. Uh, yeah. We're giving away some uh, NHC. You had to throw heretic it's, brewing in there. And, uh, you're going to yeah. go down to the brewery and brew. Right. Uh, yeah. You're, just, uh, you're terrible. You're just... <laughs> well, we're working with the AHA. The AHA, <laughs> uh, they really appreciate uh, the Brewing Network, the Brewing Network listeners. Yeah. You know, they know. They, you know, oh, yeah. we show up in force <laughs> at the conference and stuff sure. like that. And, uh, We're the heart of the conference, and, I might say. And a lot of uh, Brewing Network listeners have uh, contacted the AHA and said, hey, you know, thanks for, you know, uh, various things. And, uh, you know, they, they realize uh, the participation level of the Brewing Network in the AHA. AHA is a great organization and really uh, deserves your support. They're, they're out there fighting for, you know, your home brewer, <coughs> home brewer rights. Um, yeah, somebody's got to look uh, out for those for us. We're not doing. We're not right. typically worried individually about it. That's a great organization. So uh, you know, everybody everybody should be a member. And the cool thing is, so this year for the uh, for the San Diego conference in 2011, uh, the Homebrewers Conference in June, the AHA has given us uh, three passes to give away full conference passes. To the to the to the conference, they didn't have to do that because they could sell all these things. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> we're going to give away one for each show: one for uh, Bruce Strong, one for Kenya Brewitt, and one for the Sunday session. Mm-hmm. So we got three of these passes. All you have to be at the time of the drawing is a AHA member. So get your AHA membership. You can get that off the Brewing Network site. You go to thebrewingnetwork.com. You see the AHA logo. You click on that, it takes you to the AHA site, and uh, the Brewing Network gets credit for that, and you can become a AHA member. And a BN member as well. So go to that uh, Donate Now button on the BN site. You can sign up for 2 bucks a month. Uh, it's, I think, the, the minimum amount there. Yeah. Yep. 
That's all you need to do. Two bucks a month. Yeah. And, you know, if you really want to, you can just sign up for the one month yeah, during the drawing and, and drop it after that. That's fine. If, yeah. uh, if you don't feel it's worth Enjoy the uh, conference. donating a couple of bucks uh, to the BN every month, then uh, you only need to do it for the one month. It costs you two bucks. Yeah, we make it easy. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you, know, you need to be a BN member and a, and a, and an AHA member, and that's the pool we're going to draw from, and uh, it should be pretty cool. And if you think about it, it really is a nice way to say thanks to the listeners that the AHA yeah. is doing because mm-hmm. you know a lot of times in in radio and different things when they do giveaways like this, it's a it's a promotion, right, to to try to help sell tickets. But this conference sells out every year. Right. Yeah. They don't yeah. have to give us any tickets. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I, I thought that was pretty nice when Gary said I just got to say yeah. this. Uh, one, one of the reasons they sell out is because a lot of BN people show up. I think oh, that's sure. right. Yeah. And no, that's we what put I it mean. over the edge. And yeah, so the that's, this is them saying thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, because right. they're, they don't need to sell exactly. more tickets. So. Right. We, they're, they're sold out. We're they bringing a lot of people. Yeah. In. They don't, they don't have to yeah. do this at all in order to sell out this conference. Yeah. They're not, they're not gaining anything from this, but, you know, they just want to say thank you, and uh, you know, it's it's a great organization that, and, and they appreciate the the Brewing Network and the Brewing Network listeners. Yeah, that's great. So that's it's nice really gesture. cool, cool yeah. of them to, to yeah. give us some some uh, passes. So yeah. being network listeners, uh, mm-hmm. you know, can uh, can go there for free on scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty hot, and uh, that drawing will probably be sometime in February. So yeah, uh, go ahead get your AHA membership now, and you can sign up. Uh, you know, be a donator on the on the BN site as well. You can do it all and, through uh, the BN site. There's the AHA logo yep. right on the site. Right. Click that. While you're there, pick up a you know yeast book by uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Homeboy and Dog Meat and. Uh, <laughs> Is there any uh, any sort of a heretic brewing uh, paraffin you know, stuff you can heretic. get there? Coasters or glasses? Oh, there will be. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, that's going to be in the store? That stuff. That's got to be. The logo's yeah. rad. Yeah. I'll put Pretty it cool in the store. Look. All right. Yeah, Shirts? Well, yeah. Nice. Everything. Thongs? Thongs. Yeah. Hats. <laughs> glasses. There'll probably be more heretic stuff than, than, than BN merch. I'm terrible <laughs> at ordering merch, but Jamil will be all over I'll it. I'll be like, <laughs> back the truck up. Yeah. <laughs> beep, oh, shit, I need a bigger beep. garage. Yeah, There's really. heretic shit. I right. have to go to two levels in there. I'm gonna have to store Jay Z stuff in my Volkswagen. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bust the springs out on that bad boy. That's how much stuff I'm gonna order. Right. Yeah, we're actually gonna give away. Uh, I'm gonna give away uh, to ten people uh, some heretic stuff. I don't know. Sign up for uh, our Twitter account. Twitter. Yeah, I was number one sixteen today. Heretic brew. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I haven't looked. Or I deleted it immediately. I just <laughs> right, don't see how many there were. Just well, let me look for it. What is it called again? Heretic Brew. <laughs> you sign up, maybe you win something. Heretic Brew. That way you won't have to buy a shirt for me. <laughs> I am going <laughs> to sign up. Let's see. Oh, yeah. 119 on there right here. I there have just go. become Since 120. All right. I'm number 120. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to you know just pick uh, 10 people who have uh, signed up early and, and uh, at random and you know, from, yeah. from whatever the crowd is, and, and yeah. uh, you know, as soon as I have stuff, that's kind of the time frame on it. As soon as I have stuff, I'll, I'll draw some names. and you got a reasonable package to, to send out. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have a nice big package to send. The okay. Heretic logo, the that's guy, the is, are. has a striking resemblance to you. Right. Were you the model for this logo, <laughs> Jamil? No, no. Actually, it was one of the options. Of, to have you. <laughs> my, 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 I had a, a series of faces. And ask people to pick between, uh, you know, mm. all sorts of insane-looking faces. It was like, uh, um, you know, one of them like, like George Bush. One of them was uh, Jamarcus <laughs> Russell. One of them was uh, right uh, Jack Nicholson in uh, in uh, 
That's uh, my, that must be the one you went with because it that it kind of has that look. It looks like you if you were in one of those Marvel comic movies where <laughs> by day you're Jamil, but by night you turn I'm into the this heretic. thing. That's yeah. what it Absolutely. looks like. That's me. Yeah. That's me. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, if you sign up for that, I'll... Uh, you got your logo on your website? Uh, not, not yet. You don't can't even put the logo on there? Come I'm, on. I'm so... I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to catch you're, up. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will. Too busy promoting. But, uh, you know, one of the things I want to do, you know, a lot of times you sign up for, for Twitter accounts for some of these things, and, yeah, you get some good information and, and find stuff out, but, um, you know, why not uh, reward people for being longtime Twitter uh, mm-hmm. followers? You know, not somebody who just jumps on, uh, you know... One day, but you know, if you've signed up for the beginning, I think you know uh, more giveaways for those people and or more chances to win than the, the people who are just jumping on later. Great. So yeah, I'm going to give away stuff. Great. Yeah, that would be a business expense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Marketing. A lot better than buying kettles and. Right. Yeah. And all that crap. I don't yeah. need any of that stuff. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm just. Uh, Sometimes that's, all you don't have money stuff. left to buy a shirt. <laughs> fact, right. I, can, I can name right. names where they've seen that happen. Yeah, yeah. Where the, the brewers walking around naked. Well, they're, they, yeah, they're yeah. getting their one-offs at Cafe Press or something like that, right, right. rather than ordering a well, couple of and, gross. Uh, you know, one thing I'm excited about about this whole heretic thing is uh, Chad, he's going to be the uh, brewer there at EJ Fair. He gets to come yeah. in in the morning to the mess you guys leave. That's right. That's right. No, no. It's actually, out of there. It's actually in the contract. I don't know if you've seen it, but oh, it, it says... Uh, we're going to work to you know maintain you know the level of cleanliness and et cetera et cetera. I put that in there. That's you know. that uh, that Chad uh, prescribes, right? Like uh, at least you don't have to get that clean as clean as you'd like. Just yeah, it's it's, no, it's got to be. If he's dirty, you're dirty. You're going to be right. We, we we can't be slobs. We've got to be good, <laughs> oh, reasonable, good, yeah. good co-tenants. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and that's that's you'll be back the next where, night, so your mess could still be there if you don't clean it up. So. Right. So, uh, yeah, EJ Fair is going to be in the same building, and uh, it's a, a alternating proprietorship is what they call it. You know, and JJ is a great guy. I mean, it's really going to be a lot of fun working with him, I think. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be think, really uh, good. I think we're going to have a good Pretty time. Pretty mellow fellow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you get a chance, uh, you know, come on out. Business out there. All right. Let's uh, let's get into the show. We've, we've uh, oh, waxed on and off about uh, various things. Heretic. And uh, <laughs> we're, we uh, we need to uh, get on with our with our regular business. Actually, you know, since we got so long, let's take a short break, and when we come back. We're going to hear uh, from Chad about uh, rebrewing these uh, Fuller's beers. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of the, the Time Brewers. Three brewers, three different eras, all caught in the same fermento chronological vortex, traveling through time, righting brewing wrongs, and bringing beery wisdom to where and whenever it may be needed. Journey now with Dr. Jean de Clerc. Greetings, listeners. 20th century Belgian super brewing scientist. Please, please, the yeast and the enzymes do the hard work. I am merely a facilitator. Icebox. What, what? 21st century Norwegian-American homebrewer rapper from St. Paul. Listen, listen. I bust attenuation maxims and my yakima magnums make my lager so smooth it's like a laxative. My spit got that static power after I mash for an hour. I got naked ladies in my brew room all covered in hot flowers. 
flowers. I swing a propagation flask like a five liter dick. Get your nasty mid drinking group on us back to 1026, boo. And Brother Abelard. Up there with witch. Be gone. 12th century English monk and perpetuator of brewing superstition. My holy rod of divine bubbling shall maketh any ale to froth by the grace of heaven. And a modicum of bog myrtle hurts not either. Brought to you by Northern Brewer, your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, and equipment with $7.99 flat rate shipping. Tune in next time for more Time Brewers! Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard. And polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're talking the the Fuller's beers. The uh, the Chad had done the London Pride and the ESB. 
previously, and we called those not cloned. Yep. And I think we got some extra tips on how to clone this when Nathan did the 1845, and that one was cloned. I think uh, yeah, you know following right. the fermentation schedule really does make a difference. Yeah. Now, Justin, you you actually went out there and and talked to the Fuller's guys, and uh, you brought back you hand carried back some samples for us to to do for our uh, our tasting here. Yeah, I was lucky enough to go straight to the brewery, and I got to talk to uh, both of the of the brewers there, the the head brewer and the director of brewing, John Keeling and Derek Prentice. Mm-hmm. Now, John's the one that did the uh, that did that we did the interview for the first show, right? And so he was great. Just spent some time. Um, uh, Tasty, you'll be happy to know that I brought him a bottle of Pliny. Oh, yeah, that's right. And to to share with them, that's nice. I thought they would just enjoy something out yeah. of this world yeah. com- compared to the. Right, you know, something uh, you, you usually don't find. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I got to go to the brewery. Uh, thanks to Phil Lowry over at beermerchants.com. Just a plug to him because he was very cool in introducing me to Derek and John and got us over there. And they gave me a tour of the whole facility. Um, let me see a lot of really cool things. We talked a lot about it on last night's uh, session, if you want to listen to the full story. Um, but I told them, you know, that we, uh, you know, thanks for the interview, and we we tried the beer and we failed, mm-hmm. and talked a little bit about that. And one thing I mentioned to them is is a you know a problem we have all the time, and especially when it comes to us having to brew uh, imports like that, mm-hmm. foreign beers mm-hmm. for us, um, is freshness, right? And the difference that we know, you know, that our beers coming straight out of a fermenter, mm-hmm. and their beers coming straight off of a boat when, mm-hmm. by the time we get it. Our warehouse. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were really cool about that and said, well, how about I give you uh, not only a couple of brewery fresh bottles um, of the London Pride and the ESB, but we'll also give you um, unpasteurized versions <laughs> of each beer. Wow. Really cool. They are cool. They took me to their sensory uh, analysis room, oh, yeah. uh, their quality yeah. control room. Uh-huh. And w- what they do is, I-, I guess they like to keep both unpasteurized and pasteurized samples of mm-hmm. the beers so that they can try each over time. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, the unpasteurized version gives them an idea of how clean their, their packaging is, mm-hmm. um, particularly because it has even less, uh, or so, rather, yeah. it has even more of the natural bugs right. than a pasteurized <coughs> version would find. And I assume the unpasteurized goes out on draft, right? That's, or, no. uh, you know, I don't know. That's a good question, Tasty, and I should have Long asked. yeast, maybe, even, too. But maybe it does. Yeah, they do they, cask. They do so. cask. Mm-hmm. They... And so not only do they, you know, I went into both of their quality control rooms. They have, they take a sample, basically, of every yeah. batch that goes out, both in a cask and in a bottle. So they can try So it. I went to a room full of casks where it was some guy's job to drink them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, he That's a job you could have. <laughs> I could have that job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly he had other things to do there, but um, one of his primary tasks was to taste a sample of each cask. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought that was really cool. So um, I brought back uh, all those bottles, uh, plus a couple of others that I found we tried last night, mm-hmm. um, some some from the Brewmaster series. And um, one thing I thought was cool, they let me try some hoppy beers that they're working on. Right. Um, now, I will report this about the ESB, and maybe we'll get to talk about it depending on how Chad's version did. ESB off of a cask, mm-hmm. uh, which I had right there at the, – they have a pub attached to the brewery. It's a pretty hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. And it's got a, it's got a bitterness to it. Also, mm-hmm. I'm used to, despite the name, extra special bitter. I'm used to it being a pretty smooth and sweet style mm-hmm. of beer. 
But this one almost disappointing yeah, as far you, as bitterness. But if you that that's one of the things. If you get it uh, where it's uh, been mistreated and it's become you know uh, it's suffered a bit of staling over time, hmm. uh, the beers tend to get sweet and they get this kind of crystal sweetness type of character to it. That okay. when they get oxidized and all that, that uh, is really disappointing. I see. And. Um, you know the bittering drops and the hop character drops and that kind of crystal and a lot of people assume that that's what all british beers should taste like they have that crystal kind of malt sweetness um you know an unusual kind of character so that that happens a lot i found that on cask they these beers are crisp and clean and and by the way cold and carbonated <laughs> that's right. something that i talked about on the show yesterday we, you know it's a it's a misnomer here it's a myth that that we have in the us uh, about english cask beers and and bitters and uh it's that they tend to be warm and flat and when they were served properly there i didn't find that to be the case at all mm-hmm. now right there at the fuller's pub they had uh four of their beers on cask uh, of course, two of them was the were the London Pride and the ESB, and they also had this awesome bitter called uh, Smithick. The Fuller's is in the I, I don't know if it's a district or the township of Smithick in London there, and uh, so they have a Smithick bitter. That beer was hoppy and awesome, but I had all these beers side by side, and then I get to the ESB, and that's where the one I found to be particularly bitter mm-hmm. especially next to these other milds and the london pride right. and things like that so there's a, a, a place up in reno called reno homebrewer and the proprietor rob bates he gets in all sorts of different beers and uh they, they have this great beer collection he'll you know do uh you know multiple years of beers like barley wines and things like that and you can buy them in bottles but one of the things uh, he'll get in is something like, you know, he'll get a, a, a keg of Fuller's ESB, you know, fresh in there. And that's where I first realized, oh, yeah, it's actually quite bitter and hoppy and it doesn't have, you know, kind of a caramelly thing going on. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so condition means means a lot, you know, uh, on just about any beer. You know, Luke from uh, Epic in New Zealand on the Epic Pale Ale. He was saying that, uh, speaking of pasteurized and unpasteurized, he will, uh, uh, you know, adjust, he adjusts his recipe to account for the fact that uh, once it's pasteurized, you get, uh, you know, a slightly, you know, a different character, you know, that uh, the pasteurization has an effect of, you know, a little bit of caramel character and a little, you know, so uh, he adjusts his recipe for that. Hmm. Hmm. And he uses, you think, more caramel, or does he use another malt that would uh, survive that pasteurization? Well, he uses less, uh, slightly oh. less uh, crystal malt. Oh, I see, because, because the, the character is going to pick up a little I bit. I see. Yeah. I got you. Now, Chad, what are, do we have both the London Pride and the ESB here in front of us? <laughs> yes. We do. Okay. <clears throat> yes. So a, is that B, part of the quiz? A, B is one of them, and, and then C, D is, 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 one, is the other one? Uh, no, no, B, D, a, and A, C. Yeah. Look at the color. Come on. Well, that's yeah, what I was worried color. about, and that's what I was asking. I was going by your uh, letter yeah, code. You really should have spelled something out, you know. Sorry. <laughs> D, an I, a C, a K, you know, something like that. I was in a rush. Thanks for the help, guys. 
Well, we can't. Oh, yeah, go get those beers, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't. We can't see though. If we see it, then <laughs> yeah. it, it ruins the blind tasting. So, so this is what we normally do while you guys are listening to the uh, <laughs> to the interview. To the yeah. interview, right? Bitch at each other about uh, yeah, who, who poured the beer. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with this pour? <laughs> what do these letters mean? What the hell's going on here? That's what normally happens. Hmm. You can watch all this action, by the way, justin.tv slash brewing network. The webcam's up. <laughs> if you're really having trouble, hmm. nothing to watch on TV, like right. Monday Night Football. Have you noticed I've been, you know, skipping all my Monday Night Football and stuff? I did notice, and yesterday, aside from going to the game, you skipped all your right, Sunday yeah, football. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and there was a Sunday night game, too. You were probably crashed by then. Oh, you were here. Yeah, I was here. I was here taking my shirt off in the studio. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> you had your pants off for a while, didn't you? Yeah, wait a minute. What yeah. was that all about? I was getting hot. All, that go- all those uh, Raiders fans get you all excited? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. It's temperature difference. Right. Which we have to account for. Maybe have to wait for it to warm up. Which is one of the simplest things I think we could account for in our process. We could put the commercial examples with the Hooper examples. Yeah, we usually do. For a day or two. We were watching football. Yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Busy. All right, so I'm assuming BD is is the ESB and and AC is the London Pride. Correct. Okay. Which one do you want to start with, Jamil? Well, let's start with the London Pride, I guess. I better taste that then. <laughs> well, then let's start with the ESP. No, yeah, let's, let's, let's go with the ESP. I'm going to give oh, you the recipe while you're still tasting, or no? We're all right. oh, no let's um. All right, let's let's, let's do ESB. The <clears throat> D and B, or the B and D, or the mm-hmm. BDs. Why don't we start with Tasty? Doing the BDs, the BDs, the doing? ESB. See, and there was a clue there. There was a B in ESB, and that was uh, well. The color is really, you know, pretty close. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say then tolerance. I think even if uh, even like a, a beer that would taste the same might have this much variance in color. I'm not. Yeah, there's yeah. a slight haze to B. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Uh, I think it would even wipe her glass off. Yeah, these are fr- <laughs> kind of frosting up. The beer's pretty cool. Yeah, there's still a slight. There's, there's, it's not brilliant. It's clear. It's not brilliantly clear. Like D is. Yeah. yeah. D is brilliant, and B is clear. It's true. So when you're filling out in, like score sheets, there's a big the, difference between clear and brilliantly clear. D, D definitely has a brighter hop edge, like a brighter. Right. Uh, it pops more. Um, to me, B is more like a, it's. Uh, more rounded, uh, you know, higher in chlorides or something like that. I don't know. Cloned or not cloned? Give me a second. He's deciding if he's going to go easy on his boy Chad or not. Right. Depends how the relationship is, is trending right now. That's no biggie. <laughs> Ooh, so they must be no, on the it's end. trending. It does depend on that, I think. <laughs> I think it's been trending well lately. They've been yeah. all right. They were together Saturday, having a good time. Holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> Bring yeah. a little tree. It's trending well. Lighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this <Yeah>. is grueling. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> I'm going to say not clone. Uh-oh. Okay. Then why is that? Because I was giving him shit. Oh. <laughs> I just think the, the the hop expression's a lot different. The hop? Okay. Huh. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call hop. Um, uh, Justin, what's your your take on it? You know, I think cloned. Yeah, I do think cloned. Um, the only difference I'm really tasting is a difference in temperature right now. Um, Makes a difference now, which causes a, a slight difference in in malt character. I think. Yeah, and so I've been trying to warm my. B sample up, which is the colder sample, which I think is, and maybe that slight, uh, you know, that it was clear instead of brilliant might have been, you know, like a a chill haze kind of thing, because mm-hmm. it's clearing up more and more the more I get it warm. And I think that that's going to change the malt character to more similar to D. You know, if I could say anything, and I think this is probably just a dumb thing to say. Um, <laughs> Here it comes. Well, <laughs> I think that... You know, D ha- it, there is a little difference in malt character, mm-hmm. but the difference is in English flavor. But the, for the, D just has that really English malt flavor that I expect. Like if I grab a handful of English malt and I chew on it, mm. like that. Well, is that the pasteurized one or the unpasteurized? This is the pasteurized version. Uh, we'll see, and I, I think that might be the difference. <clears throat> I wanted to hold yeah, off because well. I have another version as well. Mm. Uh, so, But even with that, I'm saying that I wouldn't. I don't think that's a recipe change. Um, I think that's just a, a, a malt supplier change, is right. what I would mean. So that's why I still think it's clone, being that that's the only difference I pick up. I, well, I think clone, Chad. I, w- I would say it's far, far closer than the first attempt. And the first attempt wasn't that that far off. I think on the ESB. I think we had more difference on the London Pride last hmm. time. And yeah, I, I think that. The slight difference we're getting is, you know, somehow related also to the, um, uh, you know, pasteurization. That's the kind of, you know, it gives you a little bit of a kind of a little more caramelly mm. uh, character. And then the temperature, and now that they're warming up, they're getting closer. So uh, I'm calling this cloned. I'm, I'm, I'm going with cloned. How about you, Chad? Do you feel cloned, not cloned? You know, I feel it is cloned, actually. Um, yeah. But I've tried the beer over the last couple of days, and... Yeah, I think it's cloned. I think for a lot of Fuller's drinkers, unless they were, you know, at the brewery, you know, their tasting panel or whatever, for a lot of Fuller, Fuller's drinkers, you could you could hand them a pint of this and say, you like Fuller's ESB? That'd be like, Here you oh, go. yeah. This is a real fresh example, isn't it? I think so, too. You, know, you got this what? How'd you get this? Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's so fresh. Right. And it's funny, Tasty, because the the one thing that I really picked up on the fresh version when I was there, like I like I mentioned, is the hoppiness and the bitterness. It so it's the one forward. thing I was focused on there, and and I but I think well, that's what I, yeah. I think he did nail it here. Well, part of it might be how you carried these back. Did you you know have to sneak these through customs? Did you have to insert and? Uh, well, walk, walk very carefully uh, on your way back. I Ouch. did, but I could only fit one, <laughs> and I don't remember if it was the pasteurized one or not. And these bottles are like bombers, aren't they? They're yeah. big. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about a twelve ounce. Uh, it takes a real man to be able to pull that off. That's a that's that's your, that's a passion for beer. You know, what? I, I love this show, yeah. and uh, if if that's what it takes to. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, if that's what it took, I would quit this show. Take one for the my last episode. I was wondering why you guys never want to go to Europe with me. Yeah, Yeah, that bottle transport thing doesn't work. The only way I can afford it is being a mule. Yeah. 
Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Bend over, I'll show you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I see Tacey's concerns, but it sounds like uh, we're going to call that cloned. Cloned it is. Yeah, that's the recipe. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. You should definitely try the unpasteurized. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Do we have glasses? Here, try that. Well, I'll just finish Dean, pour it right in there. All right. <laughs> Come on, let's go, boys. <laughs> just get out of it. <laughs> oh, i got to drink up here. Oh, Jesus. chugging. Great things about this show. Can we play beer pong? Drink. <laughs> no, drink some more. Oh, look at, you know, awaiting inspection. They, 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 those guys are awesome. They were so cool. You know... I, I don't know if you remember, but I, I really liked uh, Fuller's beer when we did the first show. I kind of found a new respect for him then. I hadn't had their beer in a long time. I just remember really enjoying it. Cloned. I like it even yeah, more. Totally cloned. That's crazy. The, the difference between pasteurized and unpasteurized. Yep. That's it, huh? So I think if, you know, if you're... <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's, wow. that's that. No, it's got the, that's they're the more similar now. Well, yeah. You know, pasteurization right has an effect. What is the hop in this beer? Uh, it's basically uh, Target for bittering, uh, Challenger, North yeah. Down, and EKGs for three minute edition. Okay. All those in various amounts. Hmm. So yeah, it's like uh, oh, yeah. you know, Luke yeah. Epic was saying that's you know, pasteurization. Crazy. It makes it makes a difference. You have to account for that in your in your malt bill, depending on what final flavor you want. Chad, that beer is identical. It is. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's yeah, epic. Uh, identical. Would you, I would change it. my vote to uh, clone. Uh. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. Weird. <laughs> yeah, so it was the the pasteurization. Wow, I don't recall who on the panel suggested that that was the slight difference between them. <laughs> but, uh, that person was obviously genius. genius. That is cool. Still, that amazing brightness on the non pasteurized yeah. as well. Yeah, well, and they filter and all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Before they go. All right. So uh, you want to take a break or? Uh, yeah, let's take yeah. a short break, and yeah. when we come back, we'll get into the London Pride. Back after this. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand, most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. 
Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. My name is Olin Schultz and I'm president of More Beer. This month, More Beer wants you to meet the man behind the brand. I founded More Beer 15 years ago. Olin started brewing before the release of both Windows 3.1 and Bill Clinton. I've been homebrewing for 18 years. What makes starting the biggest brand in homebrewing great? My favorite thing about working at More Beer is the great energy of the staff. Everyone loves to talk about beer. Olin has put some of his favorite items on sale this month just for you. My favorite things to brew with right now at More Beer are the new breathable silicone carboy hood and... An easy way to seal your carboy without a lot of head pressure on your yeast. My multi-brown ale kit, our stainless steel quick disconnects, our line of heavy-duty kettles, and of course the B3500 brew sculpture. The best gravity-fed brew sculpture with a footprint of just 2 by 3 feet. It can fit almost anywhere. Don't miss Olin's favorites. This month only and only at More Beer. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. You Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. Let me pour a little more of this uh, unpasteurized London Prime or uh, ESP. That's good too. Wow, some great beers. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the other other part of this uh, challenge that Chad's been working on is uh, London Pride. So we've got uh, a couple of beers here, A and C. And we've been tasting those. Uh, why don't we start this time with Justin? What are, you, what, are you, what are your comments on this? Well, my first comments are that whichever one is yours, 
which I think is a... It's a great beer. It's a friggin' <laughs> awesome beer. I could drink this by the gallon. Mm-hmm. It's such an awesome beer. That's really well done. And then the other thing I would say is, just like the other one, it is very, very, very cloned. Um, there's a little clarity issue. <laughs> but you And I know you filtered yours. I watched you filter today, actually. But... Um, I don't know if we have a different filter or if there's then an age thing or, or whatever. Well, I, yeah, oh, I'm no, talking I think Fuller's tiny. is using the uh, small plate filter from uh, more beer. For the, they for have the same. Filtering. That's what I thought. Same micron. Yeah. So it's not, it's, not this, it, it's not a filter difference. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the, the micron <laughs> difference, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, uh, just the filtering thing. Crap. I noticed yeah. that when you filter, yeah, right. uh, a day later, the beer just snaps a lot clearer than, mm-hmm. than even the, fil- the product you're filtering. I think you're you're kind of like, I don't know. Agitating it. Agitating it. it shock. Off. It's like a bottle shock kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, even right down to the slight buttery flavor, flavor mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. desirable buttery flavor of this beer, you even got that down in A, which I think, which I think is yours. Um, so I, I say cloned. It's it's awesome. Tasty. What about you? Well, yeah, I think it's cloned as well. Uh, yeah, this. I think that you know. I think these. I think that's really great that we have the uh, the, the brewery fresh beer because mm-hmm. you know we, I've tasted some of these beers you know that I can buy on the store shelves and uh, they don't normally taste like th- this good. I mean, really, this is kind of right. neat that we get a that home awesome. brew that's like you know, thanks probably less than fourteen back, days you know? old. Oh, man. It's really, it really making really a difference because we'd have to be making that big adjustment to like, well, what would this beer taste like fresher? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's cloned and uh, what a treat to get. Uh, yeah, commercial example. It's just spot on fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also call this cloned, and and uh, you know, initially I'm like, wow, these are these are freaking identical. Um, you know, the more I get into it, uh, you know, I see the slight haze that Justin's talking about. It's it's you know, it's it, they're they're clear. One's absolutely brilliant, and one is just slightly less than that. I'm assuming that's the homebrew version, and then. Um, you know, as they warmed up enough, I'm getting uh, that slight caramely character. It's much less than in the ESB, but that slight caramely character that I'm going to attribute to pasteurization uh, versus the other one. But they're they're even with that, they're so freaking close yeah. <laughs> that uh, these are yeah. These we are wouldn't clone. change anything in yeah, the recipe. It's to it's, get this it's a done deal, and you could you could hand it to anybody, and I'm sure they. They'd, uh, I'd like to try the unpasteurized. Yeah, so this Justin one is the pasteurized? Right. Does right. he? Right. And I'm about to pour the unpasteurized. So what I think is interesting before I even try this unpaster- unpasteurized is mm-hmm. pasteurization affects beers differently, right? Because with the ESB, right, right. we tasted a difference. And in this so far, it's we're so calling subtle. it cloned even without going to right. the unpasteurized, right? So right. it would, I guess, probably depends on the malt and, and who knows what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know, the, I think the caramel characters and things like that, you know, as they also get uh, jacked up by oxidation, things like that, they get jacked up by pasteurization as well. So I think that's a, a part of it, for sure. The color is slightly different on, on this uh, unpasteurized version, too. Mm. But you see how that, that very slight caramel character is gone now? Yeah. Wow, that's really yeah. <laughs> amazing how pasteurization affects that beer. Well, well it, you know, wow, yeah, it's really subdued. Then. Always has well, an effect, but yeah, the caramel. Huh? 
you know, I'm sure the the type of pasteurization, how long, how hot, things like that, all affect the type of flavor development you get. But mm. it's going to affect it. So it's almost like the malt drops out a little bit because of the pasteurization. Uh, it becomes kind of caramelly, mm. slightly caramelly. Really. Um, I mean, that's, like, that's freaking identical. Like the crystals come. Yeah. It's not even different at all. Yeah. Now, if Chad, in, so I'm I'm enjoying this beer so much. One of the first things I think is Chad should enter this into competition. Oh, yeah. But then you won't I've win because they talk won't be. Of, that's oh. what I was going to ask. Because won't be heavily won't. caramelized and all that. But this is what it should taste like. But this you said exactly that before, what right? That, like. that because of the examples we get and and, and, right. and that the judges are used to, it, they'll say it's not. They they don't Sweet know enough what caramel they, enough. Most of them have never been to to England and tasted a fresh example, and you know not that they're bad beers when they get over here. They're still awesome no, they're beers, but sure. they have picked up a little bit of this uh, caramel character as as they age, and especially if you get a bad you know a mistreated example. If you get a, a great example, you go up to Reno Homebrew and he's got a fresh keg on. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, you know, that gives you a much better insight into what the beer can really be. Uh, you know, mm. if you're going to go pick it up at a bottle shop or it's sitting out in the sun for six months because, uh, you know, their crowd doesn't buy them, well, you know, it's it's not going to be quite as pleasant. And, uh, you know, this is the ultimate example of ESB and, um, you know, special bitter. And if you were to enter it... I don't know that you would win. <laughs> it's too bad because it's awesome. Oh, well, it tastes it's good. So good. A lot of times, that's all you need is for it to taste good. They can get past the right. lack of character. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I think Tasty's right. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, what. But you know, I, I guarantee you would get a comment. And go, well, it's missing that uh, British malt character. <laughs> not too you know, not English enough or something. Right. Right. Check your yeast. <laughs> yeah, it's fresh. That's the problem. Yeah, oh, those those are those are excellent, and it's a it's a tough thing to to accomplish. You know, you're 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 an excellent brewer, and you did these one time, and nope, neither one was cloned. Right. So what 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 are the changes that you implemented in order to make this happen? Well, uh, for one, party guy. You know, uh, mm-hmm. that's definitely one big thing John was talking about in the interview. Uh, secondly, ingredients. Now, you know, mm-hmm. last time we kind of subbed some of the hops, yeah. didn't have the English crystal malt. Uh, this time you used the Hugh Baird uh, Dark Crystal 7080, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 5%. Got the target, got the challengers, got the North Down hops, had EKGs. You had to hunt those down. Had to hunt those down. I had to go to Midwest uh, Homebrew Supply. I had to go to uh, a place up in Washington. Uh, hops direct, uh, yeah, d- d- multiple places to hunt these hops down. All right, so um, it, so if somebody wants to repeat your feat of cloning these beers, and everybody wants to clone these beers, I mean, around the world, people are dying to be able to brew something like this. Mm-hmm. They need to source the right materials. Absolutely. That's the big difference. Um, again, also, uh, with the Party Gal, I can just kind of tell you how I did it. Uh, first mm-hmm. time I've ever done Party Gal, I don't even know if it's Party Gal, but basically took the first running. So combined both uh, malt profiles, uh, both recipes, essentially, and uh, popped it into ProMash, put it in as a you know two six-gallon recipes mm-hmm. combined as a 12-gallon recipe, uh, did my mash from there. So basically... Uh, what I ended up with was uh, eight gallons for my uh, starting mash, which was 1.3 uh, quarts per pound. Um, 
Case because the and and the the reason you do that is the the recipes are essentially the same for the malt. You know, it's ninety five percent pale ale malt and five percent of a, of a British Crystal. So you know it, it's the same in both, and then they they they're mashing them together, and and then they just run out their their wort into multiple kettles and boil them separately and and blend them back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, all I did was run off those uh, first runnings, which was about five and a half gallons I collected, mm-hmm. um, which was about ten sixty three. Um, so I diluted with about a gallon and a half of water just to get to my seven gallon uh, pre boil. Mm-hmm. And uh, boiled it, hopped it, just like the regular ESB recipe called for at six gallons. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we ended up with. Uh, I slowly floated the mash tun back up with uh, some base water for the sparged, for the linen pride right behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically just sparged that, ended up with like a 1038 pre-boil gravity mm-hmm. of uh, seven gallons collected. And uh, basically that boiled down to 1048 finishing. So See, I hopped that just like the six-gallon recipe. And, uh, you know, at Fuller's, they're doing a blend. They'll collect uh, three or four kettles worth of wort, and then okay. they blend a little of this with a little of that. And a lot. All right, so, so they'll blend it, They'll blend the mash runnings, not the uh, not right. the boiled wort. Right, right, right. The mash runnings. I think they, they blend so the they get a So, so they, they probably, what, take a... Uh, uh, gravity, readings. gravity reading on the runnings and stop it at a point. Right, and then right. they've collected in these vessels and they. Well, mer- I think they just fill a kettle, fill a kettle, fill a kettle, okay, fill a kettle. Okay, then they just, then they look and see what they've got in right. each one, and then they blend them for okay. for their gravity. Okay, uh, you know they have like a formula they can right, use. Right, right, and it's a certain percentage and. Uh, um, uh, um, Neil Spake, our uh, interviewer, uh, gave us uh, you know. G- some information about the the percentages, and they you know it, it varies depending on. But they're they're trying to hit a certain gravity, sure. And um, but it's interesting that without getting to that complexity, because what they might do is run out four, and that they're maybe using a portion of the fourth kettle, which is almost water, hmm. to blend back the first kettle, which is much much richer. And you know, you ended up just doing the first kettle and water, and and then just ran out the second one and. And, and that turned out to be pride. And you're so spot on. You're freaking identical on mm-hmm. these. Mm-hmm. So uh, I imagine works. they might have it at the point where they know exactly how much to collect into each vessel. Right. And they don't have to do any blending. Maybe I mean, you know, after a while, you get it figured out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it changes based off of okay, uh, but minor probably, right? I mean, oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Right. I mean, he these, told these me are, blending. He, 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 right. It, but you know, blending uh, the, the the runnings, of course, the runnings. Yeah, the the, yeah. the, the malt crop is going to change, and they yes. and they, you know, they're big enough that it's hard for them to have, you know, I think one single supplier for everything. Sure, and, yeah. you know, so that you know, it's a it's a real science there. You, are they uh, tasting the wort? Do they see if they taste yes. the wort? Oh yeah, yeah, they're tasting the wort, nice. and um, and they did absolutely mention the crop changing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and that they would you know get themselves into a bad position if they relied on the crop to be the same all the right, time right um so uh, i mean on the tour they really talked about the the blending and mm-hmm. and saying you know and i don't mean the commercial tour i mean the well, brewer private. the brewer himself said to me <laughs> it's important that that we do that to mm-hmm. get the consistency because the the you know we love the beer right 
But the Englishman who drinks, who loves his Every London pride. Every freaking day, four yes. pints a day. It yeah. better taste like exactly London pride. the same, yeah. And so, and they mention that. And they're very concerned about that. That they don't want to disappoint that that, that drinker, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a great way to be consistent if you true, think about it. I mean, true uh, brewing scientists. Even as a home brewer, I'm thinking if I tried to make just two beers at one time, yeah. that gives me, like, you know, chances to blend them with each other. Then I had this other thing, water, which I can put, bring, bring to the equation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just can't always do that because once yeah. I create a war to a gravity, I have no option with water. Water mm-hmm. doesn't even work because it dilutes it. Yeah, it's really cool to, you know, know of a brewery that, you know, they're making exactly the beer that they intend to make. And they're, yeah. they're making it to a precision yeah. that it's very hard to tell batch to batch that there's any difference whatsoever. Right. Which is amazing. It's a very difficult thing to do. It is. And now, they also talked about that, that there there's nothing they can do for some variants, but they were proud of that. <laughs> They're proud of it being beer. Is kind of what it was it a, because as as precise as they try to be, and and that they really do care about London Pride tasting the same. They were proud to be working with mm-hmm. a product like beer, which will right. in some ways vary. Speak for well, itself. Well, and you it know. varies because it's a very flavorful beer. Yeah. yeah, and it's a you know it's a craft beer. It's not a, yeah, a, you know a lower flavor beer where you know there's right fewer things to worry about. I don't know. And I, and I wanted to ask you, Chad, and I'm not throwing you under the bus with mm-hmm. this question. I, I just, I'm talking about the importance of a, a process. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, when you, when you did it the first time and didn't party guile, mm-hmm. you kind of were like, you know, I'm just going to brew it. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be fine. And it, it's not, like, I don't think you thought it would make that much of a difference, so you just went for it. Right. it is that, do I remember absolutely, that right? Absolutely, absolutely. And so it's interesting now to see you go... <laughs> Wow, what you know? What a difference, and and us be able to taste the difference too, um, because the process does matter. Mm-hmm. Even something where you can kind of look at it and go, you know, modern techniques have taken care of that, and modern ingredients have taken care of that. I'm going to skip that part and just get the beer done. Mm-hmm. But it does make a difference. Oh, it's, it's well, a I, huge difference. Yeah, yeah, I had two recipes, so I figured, hey, what the hell? You know, it's going to come out the way it's going to come out. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, it's also practical. I was thinking, you know, a lot of brewers aren't going to do the party gal, so right, let's try it. You right. Know, right, maybe it'll come out. But yeah, that's well, the difference, and, and that's an excellent point. Uh, you have to do party guile if you want to brew uh, <coughs> London Pride. Mm-hmm. So you can brew ESB. It's just make it big enough so you can run off your first runnings and add water. Mm. There's your ESB. And you could throw the rest away. That's fine. But if you want to make London Pride, you're going to have to brew the ESB first. You could throw that away, I guess, if you <laughs> wanted. But you know, that's the only way you're going to yeah. get London Pride out of it. Yeah. yeah. So that that's amazing. Wow. That is that is a really good job, Chad. So what so. what else would you suggest to listeners? Now we gave the recipe before, right? Uh, in uh, in the previous shows, and I, I encourage everybody to go back and listen to those if you want the the recipe. The recipe hasn't changed, right? No, the exact same recipe that you gave. Um, yeah, to a T. Right, right, everything. So it was it was process. So what else about the process should people know? Now, what about fermentation? Now, fermentation Nathan, was. De- I used the funky fermentation. So basically, started at seventeen C. Because Nate found that it was important. He did <laughs> yeah, two yeah. different ones, and I was like, oh, I don't think the fermentation matters that much, which is odd for me. But you know, because I was thinking a lot of that is later on after really a lot of the flavors are developed. Mm-hmm. But it's important all that chilling and all Definitely. that stuff. Uh, yeah, started at seventeen C, raised to twenty C over ten. 10 hours. It was 12 hours for me. Uh, went down to half OG, and then I chilled back down to 17 and held to about a quarter OG and chilled to 6C, 
held for two days. I did it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it shows. Yeah. And, and you know, Nathan's uh, example with 1845, that yeah. showed too. He gave us both both right. versions. Right. And we're like, well, this one's nothing like it. And then, oh, mm-hmm. this one's got the same malt character. So a lot of that malt character comes from fermentation. and, and it A certain ester or something that occurs at those temperatures. Yeah, yeah. But and it, I trusted it, it this time, too. Yeah, yeah. Like hearing from Nathan and then, right. you know, going, right. okay, I'll do it. Because yeah. last time I, I did it, I was like, eh, I don't know. Felt weird, and uh-huh. you know, it turned uh-huh. out okay. It just wasn't the same beer. Then I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, f- next time ferment this out, raise the temp, and just mm-hmm. let it rise, and mm-hmm. get it nice and dry. But uh, I don't know. I think it's a difference too. Yeah, yeah, that it's profile. amazing. And see, this is the the cool things you learn on this show. You know, it's not about just getting a recipe. At least for me, I, I really don't care much about the recipe. I, you know, I just learned so much about. Present. What really makes a difference in the beer? It's you know, like Tasty's saying, it's it's process, it's it's fermentation, well, it's you know, the ingredient yeah. source, it's it's so many different things that uh, you know have such a huge impact on the beer. So you know, when somebody gives you a recipe, it's like yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a starting point. Yeah, it's you got you got to be able to do all this stuff in order to to make the beer and, and learning that. You know, for me. You know, I didn't learn a whole lot when we did the uh, the earlier series in this show, the the style series of the show. Mm. But since we started doing the the Kenya Brewett part of uh, the Jamil show, really, I you know, I've I've picked up a lot of interesting uh, bits of information. I think everybody should listen to every show, regardless of whether you're interested in that and beer that style, or not. Yeah, yeah, you're missing. Yeah. There's a lot of great information in there. Yeah, and you're missing we, a lot of information know. about a process and things that other that brewers are doing mm-hmm. that we're finding out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and some of it, if you ever listen to Fritz Maytag's interviews when he talks about beer, he's always talking about the magic of beer, the stuff that, the, you know, he does a bunch of things and then a bunch of unexplained things happen. Right, right. And I think that's the case when you look at something like the fermentation pro- profile. You look at it and you go, well, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It, 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 I could just yeah. do it normally and the yeah. same result is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But something else happens. Whatever it is, something else happens, and well, there's there a is lot the of the side. brew process and, like that. And there's the other side where it is fullers, right? They just start doing this because they're idiots. Right, exactly, exactly. You're thinking, why in the world are they doing this? <laughs> well, we're like second-guessing yeah, like, well, like second this. Sure, yeah. Yeah. But, but he's also, you know, he says, well, for, you know, to protect against chill haze, we're doing this. And we're thinking, well, who cares about chill haze? Yeah. But it has a flavor. Oh, Chad had some chill haze, by the way. All, all, all right, his beer is right. cleared up. No. But, yeah. I, but if there's ever an addendum to the the yeast book by uh, homeboy and uh, dog meat yeah uh, i would throw in the uh this fuller's fermentation process and, oh, yeah. and how it actually makes a difference in the flavor of the beer yeah. you know we we go with you know some of the, uh, we talk about fermentation temperature and 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 things but this is such a great example of how critical it is to control your fermentation temperature and 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 why you know it can affect the flavor of beer and, you know, I talked to a few brewers, you know, they're like, oh, party guy, that's just stupid. Why are you doing that? That's just stupid. <laughs> why, why are you wasting your time? I was like, yeah, they kind of were talking me into it, like, yeah, why am I wasting my time? <laughs> right, I had a right. blast. It right. was a lot of fun. Oh, it was cool. actually, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's another I'd way do to it brew again. it. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah, there's a reason. It's the whole decoction thing. And I've that's always, I've always been bagging on decoction, but... You know, it makes a difference, and you know, is it enough a difference for the trouble? Decoction is a lot more work than party guile. Party guile is not that hard. I mean, no, you know, no, yeah. you run it out, you fill it up, and all of a sudden you got two beers instead of one for the exactly. same match. Yeah, yeah. So. I, What's you make it more complicated in your mind? 
You know, right, right. And it's all, like, oh, it's there's a lot of pressure to nail it's these different, beers. different than what I'm doing. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, being a brewer for Kenya Brew, it is is not uh, <laughs> not fun and games. It's like, all right, we don't want to have to do this show twice. Yeah. You better freaking get this done. <laughs> no, no, there's pre- yeah, there's pressure there's to do pressure. that for sure. Yeah. What's funny about the decoction argument that you mentioned, and uh, along these same lines, is that the Fuller's Brewers brought that up too, mm-hmm. and. um and they said, yeah, you know, the, the Germans, they, they really believe in, in decoction and how that affects their beer. But that's because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much the precise words that they right? that they said. Every every culture has but their... Yeah, you don't see Germans doing party guile. <laughs> that's right. Because they would say the same thing about the English then. Right, you know, right. You know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> So, oh wow! No, it's interesting stuff. That's wow. awesome. I'll tell you what. Let's let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll answer any questions and uh, wrap up this fine show. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of the, the Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 1842 in the province of Bohemia. Yo, this era jerky. All the beers is murky. What ho, friends? A male alewife. I don't know what I'm doing, so I got this dark malt, yeah? More stinky dark beer, yeah. No, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Aye, a package from the future from Northern Brewer. Use the Pilsner malt, my good man. And the Sats Hobbs, sucker. They ain't noble like Queen Victoria, but you can use Sterling from Portland to Astoria. Let your war caramelize and let Melanodins harmonize in a long boil. Keep your starter undercover with aluminum foil. Who? And use it thou some bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chromosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and get your nasty ass bog myrtle back to the dark ages, brother Abelard. Hey, this golden lager with the happy hops pretty damn good. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we did. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. Brewers Publications is proud to announce their newest release, Yeast, the Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation by Chris White and Jamil Zanishef. The Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. Chris and Jamil thoroughly cover yeast selection, storage, handling yeast, and how to culture yeast. Learn how to set up your own yeast lab, the basics of fermentation science and how it affects your beer, plus step-by-step procedures, equipment lists, and a comprehensive troubleshooting guide. Professionals and homebrewers trust Dr. Chris White, who founded White Labs Yeast more than 15 years ago. And Jamil Zanishev is one of the most respected and most awarded homebrewers in history and co-author of Brewing Classic Styles with John Palmer. Visit Brewers Publications on Facebook for more information. Order your copy at shop.beertown.org or from the Brewing Network. Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by two of the most trusted names in commercial and home brewing. Proudly available soon from Brewers Publications. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. 
The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this guy said. last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients and advanced home brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Languages this guy speaking is from Austria. Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Muntins for brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Muntins. Ewa, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it. 
suck at tasting. I've never, hey, hey, I've hey, never hey. meant that more to to uh, to another man. Jesus. I get no respect. <laughs> it's said with love and, and if it was with love, you'd have your face in my lap. Oh, <laughs> no, I say, oh. I say to you, suck at tasting. Oh, well, I'll wave something well, else. That isn't that. Yeah, I don't go that way. Yeah. Well. Uh, all right. So, uh, do we got any questions from the chat room? Or, or, or Chad, do you have anything to add about the process and, and things you think are important for people to know about doing this? I think we covered them all, but just go ahead and give it a shot and be confident in it, and uh, you'll have a great beer. All right. And, you know, the, the difference between the pasteurized version that you're going to get and what you do fresh, you know, trust in the fact that there's going to be a slight difference there. Mm-hmm. All right. So, questions from the chat. Yeah, the main thing that they were interested in was the the difference in pasteurization. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talked a little bit about the flavor profile you, uh, that right. is different. Um, so what if they wanted that pasteurization profile, that more caramelization that you mentioned? Um, uh, how would we adjust that in the recipe? Oh, boy. You know, on the ESB... I would target, wouldn't you say, Chad, maybe a, a, a Tasty, wouldn't you say like a, a Crystal 40, Crystal 60, and Justin, Justin, wouldn't you say? It's kind of like a, a, a 40, 60, 80, kind of around in there. Yeah, something in there. Uh, and um, Crystal 75 or something, yeah. Some sort of combo, I guess. It- maybe up the, the, the British Crystal that you're using by, instead of 5%, make it 7%. Six percent. Yeah, it'd be good. I mean, it's just a tiny bit more crystally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the the how much Whoa. it's cutting back. I mean, it's hard to say. I have to have. Well, based on what we just had, when we're lucky to have the, mm-hmm. I like to have the uh, pasteurized and unpasteurized right. side by side a little bit more and uh, right. You right. know, kind of, kind of. Yeah, you'd have to dial it in. Yeah, and, to see what it is, but. Uh, yeah, it, might, it get, might be more than five percent. Might be more than. Might be a twenty percent or so difference. I think. You know oh, really? the amount, you know the oh well, well up in, in terms of the, the, the that's essentially what I'm what I'm talking about. So yeah, right. so currently the 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 way I meant it was uh, yeah. currently the recipe calls for five percent. Then you're up there. I, I would up it to six. That's twenty percent. That's twenty percent. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. I think Tasty, you're right on right, right on the money there. Six. I think seven maybe pushing it too much. But if you yeah. if you up the uh, the value of the the crystal to six percent of your grist. I think you'd you'd be right in there. Yeah. Now, you know, is that really necessary or not? I don't know. It just depends if you're trying to get a, a dead-on clone. And a lot has uh, to do with the crystal that you use, right, Chad? I mean, oh, you, absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. That has a big difference, yeah. yeah. Right. Now, you can, so, get, you can pick up the Simpsons uh, uh, crystal malt in that color range from our sponsor, uh, Northern Brewer. Yeah, they got all the crystal. Yeah, they, they got that. Pick it up from them. Uh, you know, uh, it's excellent stuff. It really has a, a, a great taste. But you, you definitely need a, a British-type crystal, uh, the Hugh Bears yeah. or, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, but the easiest is just get to northernbrewer.com and, and pick up the, the Simpsons. Now, um, uh, you know, same thing goes for the London Pride. Uh, you know, that same amount. But, again... With the party guile, the impact of it is much smaller than uh, the ESB, and I think I think that's a, a key issue with the uh, the party guile, or a key factor in mm. using party guile for that. Mm. So, uh, just to add, like Tasty saying, twenty percent more of the uh, you know the batch you're using go from five to six percent. Is there a way we could 
just pasteurize the, our beer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we, you know, in order to get the same, it would be good to talk to fullers and see what they use, tunnel pasteurizer or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, what And generally, all you need to know is time and temp. Mm. So you can get yourself a hot, you know, pot of water and then just lower your bottles in there and for a certain amount of time until you get, uh, you know, achieve the same effect. Oh, okay. And the, the temperature of the beer rises to a certain point for a certain amount of time. And then, you know, how fast they chill it down, you know, whether they slowly chill it down or they, mm. you know, submerge it in, you know, or, or chill it down rapidly again. All that will have an effect. But, uh, you know, that's actually, that's probably, you know, a better way to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to be slightly different. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking, like, how would I actually do that? And I was thinking, what I would do is I'd have, like, put uh, six bottles in there, and the seventh, I would have the cap off, and just have a thermometer in that one. Right, Until they all right. get up to temp. Then I would keep using that same technique uh-huh. with more bottles. I, mm. yeah, the, I'd always have one open. The way, you know, smaller craft brewers do it mm. is uh, they have a bottle where they've... Uh, uh, you know, filled with water. They've got the probe in there, and they you know epoxy it or silicone seal it up, and it's just a, a water bottle. And they use that along with oh, their other their, their, their beers. And, gotcha. Yeah, that's their their control with their gotcha. probe. But Justin, I think that's an excellent idea. I think that actually that that would be the the better way to a do closer it. Closer way to do it. Yeah, yeah. because you're going to get a different character. You know, we can try and kind of mimic it with recipe, but ideally, like you're saying, just, just go ahead and pasteurize your beer. Okay. Yeah. Good one. All right. That's All right. it from the chat. That's it. All right. So another excellent show. I think, uh, Chad, you knocked it out of the park like I <laughs> yeah. know you're going to do at uh, Back to Back e- Homers. EJ Fair as you're the uh, the head brewer there. Uh, heretic. And, uh, <laughs> where Heretic will be. Right. Where Heretic will be. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, make sure you sign up to be an AHA member and a BN donor you can do that on both of those on the uh, Brewing Network website go to thebrewingnetwork.com uh, click on the AHA logo you can sign up for the AHA there and that way the Brewing Network gets credit for it and uh, you can sign up to be a, a BN donor and during the month of uh, February I believe we're going to draw those uh, tickets you can win a free pass to San Diego it's going to be fantastic yeah, that's, really that's pretty cool yeah. absolutely that's going to be cool and if you buy a Blickman top tier system before February uh, of 2011. Before then, uh, you know, Palmer, Blickman, and I will come out to your place and brew with you. Give you a reach around. Have a good time. Give yeah. you a reach around. Whatever it takes to, to make sure you you uh, have a have great a, time. Yeah. Until then, brew strong.